This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome back to Off the Break Podcast. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Ken. Hello. Ken's back. Back in the saddle. (laughs) Also, Good Friday. It's Good Friday, everyone, so happy Good Friday. Thanks. Don't think that's how that works. That's not how that works? Okay. No. (laughs) <laughs> moving on it was still yeah. a, it was still nice <laughs> it was still nice i'm only just shocked to find out because we were expecting an inspection on our edition today and we were assured multiple times that it was going to happen and then turns out it's a holiday moving on <laughs> frustrated. okay but that is neither here nor there as they say okay <laughs> they we, the what do we got to talk about this week guys well, you're the one with the list, so we're not quite list. sure. Yeah. <laughs> are you prepared? We are all not prepared. I was not prepared for enthusiasm S- for STX to move my spy for 19th consecutive time. This time, <laughs> completely out of theaters. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it took them this long. Uh, it was more yes, likely that's a surprise. It was more yeah. likely they were going to play it on the moon than they were going to play it in theaters. <laughs> well, I think they were just like it's. They kept telling us, oh, it's there on the schedule until we know something. It's there on the schedule. I'm like, yeah, it's there on the schedule until you find somebody to pick it up for you. Yeah. And they did. Where's it going? Amazon, correct? Amazon, right? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, good pickup for Amazon, I guess. I mean, yeah, we're not surprised by this because SDX kept moving this around and it probably yeah. wasn't going to do the business they whatever they hoped for. So. Whatever the opposite of Sonic did, getting moved. That's what it was right. doing to my spy. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is going to be a 40, 35, 20, 10 million dollar movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, and now it's a zero million dollar movie. It's whatever Amazon paid for it. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, a couple million, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't announced when it'll be on Amazon, but I don't think that really matters right. anyway. <laughs> it'll be soon while they've got people contained. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, so where's my scoreboard? That's a good there question. Is. There it is. I'm a handy, trusty scoreboard. All right. So we got... Available at silverscreenincider.com. Yeah. In fact, I just <laughs> printed this right before the podcast. Make sure I had the most up-to-date scoreboard because they are updated all the time automatically. Kyle, what's the uh, very reasonable fee for the uh, scoreboard and access to silverscreenincider.com? $25 a month. Nice. What a deal. <laughs> so according to my scoreboard, it looks like... Um, we had Trolls World Tour coming out th- today, but only on video on demand. So I feel like I should burn that off the scoreboard at this point. <laughs> um, so we don't have anything. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Good Friday. Right. <laughs> we don't really have anything <laughs> until um, maybe Green Knight on May 29th. Although I just think 824 maybe also is shopping around in film for streaming at this point yeah probably um fatal from Lionsgate on 619 june 19th even that's not gonna i don't think that's gonna that's gonna happen at all you know (laughs) because Lionsgate's been under some big restructuring of their company trying to i think downsize staff and become more efficient and um so I don't know what's going to happen with their distribution team mm. moving forward. Maybe that'll get smaller or something. Yeah. The new Hellboy was that bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> that may have caused the company to go under. I mean, sure, box office and all, but it also is causing a restructuring of a company. Yeah, no big whole, deal. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Lobster Man. 
Lobster Man was the best. Um, so on June 19th, we also have Soul. And I'm not sure if Disney knows what to do with this one yet. I am I bet they're waiting to see if they can get the post-production done yeah. on it. Because they have a trailer and stuff. They're kind of far along with it, but I bet it gets moved for a post-production issue. If, if it has to, yeah. If yeah. things clean up and people start opening May 1st, 15th, June 1st, that'll give them two solid weeks at the right. latest to start promoting and get things out there because... Disney's gonna, Disney's gonna be able to hit it hard if they know they're gonna be able to open. Yeah, spending a hundred million dollars on promotion isn't gonna be a big deal when you have everybody contained in their in their, <laughs> in their houses. Yeah, so to their phones. Forward on our release schedule, we're, we are really looking at maybe mid June, June nineteenth. Hopefully, if not, then it's gonna be mid July with Tenet. Will yeah, be the first major release. Yeah, Disney Warner Bros. with those movies, they're just going to be yeah. holding out hope and waiting as long as they can. And we'll have a week of Tenet, and then we'll have Mulan. Yeah. So I think by mid-July is when we'll start seeing product. I hope the theaters get open before then, but I'm not really sure what they're going to play. So. Yeah. No, looking on the positive side of this, if Tenet's there and movie-going audiences are able and willing to come back, there's a real shot at, you know, John... John David Washington doing something really special in that role with Christopher Nolan and right. like having it as like this showpiece by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was always going to be a, a It was always going to be big, but yeah. it could yeah. be really big. Massive. Really big yeah. if people are ready, if like, people need it. The first movie to come back to is a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah. I know. Um, we could knock out another Batman, right, with Christian Bale real quick. <laughs> the public needs I did, it. I did, I did see they, they finished filming 25% of the new Batman with Robert Pattinson, so they got all of his brooding out of the way, which is good. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, there's like 25% brooding in that movie? You'd be surprised by how much happier he's going to be in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. I haven't seen Batman smile since uh, George Clooney. <laughs> Clearly you missed out on the Lego Batman. <laughs> I don't know if he smiles in Lego Batman. I think he does. Oh. Once or twice. That's more than most Batman That's movies. true. <laughs> that is true. Well, in the meantime, you know, there has been a lot of people trying to figure out how to get content and still support theaters. And there's been this kind of out of nowhere this virtual cinema movement taking shape and basically what we're seeing is that there's been several small distributors who are offering their smaller art house um, type product virtually so on VOD or or um, streaming but you would follow a predestined like Vimeo link and half the and half the proceeds that you pay for the basically the rental of this film would go to a designated theater mm-hmm. of your choice or if you followed the theater's designated link the theater would get half that now the, the what i'm seeing in terms of ticket pricing or pricing for these is not very much say $12 and then after fees and stuff for the platform you're looking at like a $10 split so you're looking at five, $5 a pop for some of these films and um it's just kind of i'm kind of torn i'm not sure how i feel about them i think anything you can do to get 
any bit of income coming in during these times when we're completely down is beneficial to the theater. I mean, if it helps you pay off old film rental, if it helps you keep utilities and lights on, I think it's something worth doing, especially for the theaters that have really worked hard to generate a good email list because you could blast an this predetermined um, Vimeo link out to your email subscribers and then if you got 10 people to do it, that's 50 bucks. I mean, that's not terrible. But here comes Cody with her flamethrower but, again. <laughs> it's just, again, one more thing in the line of... I know we're in unprecedented times, but you're just training your people, especially, like I said, with those theaters with a good email list. Those are customers that have actually come to the theater. You're now training them to look online for film and and for and for their movie experiences. And I just think you need to tread so carefully and so lightly when it comes to anything because we're already, you know, at a time where everybody is now going online for all their media needs right now. And that's going to be a hard habit to break mm-hmm. in the, when you do open back up. And so adding to that with these links is very tempting, but I, I think I would just caution anybody from having their really good customers, the ones that are on their list that actually come to the theater to, to start doing this um, at this time. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the hardcore uh movie goer is gonna necessarily like fall in line with the majority of the world and like want to be at their homes uh with a streaming service but right uh, it could cause like the majority of those who do go to the occasional movie and you want those audiences to come back a bit more to even more uh rely on vod and streaming than yeah going to your theater all you're doing is training the customer to think that they should have instant gratification that they can't wait for it to come out yeah. in the theater. They can't wait for the theatrical window. Mm-hmm. They need to have it now. As soon as they find out about it, they have to have it now. And, um, and we don't want to do things to encourage that. We want them to be able to be like, right. Oh, I want to see that movie. I want to see it in a the theater where you get to control the experience as mm-hmm. the owner. Nope. This time you can spend it signing up for all these virtual theaters for your place and maybe at the end get a check for a couple hundred dollars or you can spend that time improving your business putting things out on social media handing right. out concessions we've you had know, so many of the, our clients the drive more up and concessions. more doing so well with the drive up concessions i mean especially we found if they implement the app i know last week you said you could just do it a phone call and stuff but if you implement a an online website just a really simple one where they can order online pay online and then have and then have the orders be able to be picked up or delivered it's just it they're doing really well with that that's actually doing awesome for a lot of people so yeah no the movie night is is back in full force like it's (laughs) creating this there's family there's very few there's very few families that aren't finding time to sit down and have a movie night because you've right. spent literally the entire day together and it's like, hey, let's find something really quiet to do together <laughs> for an hour and a half to two hours. But this could be the thing that creates the appreciation of cinema for the younger generation. Mm-hmm. We weren't yeah. sure how it was going to happen. And this could be one of those catalysts that causes right. this love of cinema. Well, the younger generation is also wanting to make sure that small businesses thrive. So yeah. 
if you're able as a movie theater if you're able to convince people like hey i'm not big business i am my own independent theater and you offer things like you know pick up concessions and whatnot then they'll people will follow suit for that right because people are really at, at this time especially people are really into supporting small business now along the lines with this virtual cinema phenomenon that we're seeing pop up everywhere is we saw that Vista, which is a theater ticketing company, amongst other things, which very large company, is partnering with Screen Plus to offer uh, their own idea of a virtual cinema experience. But basically what it is is a premium VOD platform, but you put the theater's branding on it. So say if all the theaters were open right now and they were all playing Trolls and they still wanted to offer Trolls VOD, you could go to like roxytheater.com and you can either purchase tickets to go to the theater or you could purchase Trolls VOD to watch in home. Now, again, that goes back to my earlier argument that, you know, you're not, you want them to come to the theater because you want them to buy your concessions. You want to, to experience the things there where you retain more of that profit i'm not sure what the revenue split on a vod platform would be i don't think it would be very great for the theater very high um and then there's probably going to be annual licensing fees because screen plus is offering a pre-designed platform all you have to do is put your theater branding on to it but that's not a platform that you own outright. You're going to have to license that from Screen Plus and Vista, which a lot of theaters do already with their online ticketing platforms. But you add the premium VOD, then I'm sure there's an expense there that you're revenue sharing. And it's just another third party putting their hands between you and your customers in the product under the guise that you're they're helping you shepherd you into the next generation of digital cinema and we don't really want cinema to go digitally we want to keep it as an experience theatrically and so again i don't know if you if you encourage it but that's out there and i think we're just going to see more and more of these quote online theater experiences pop up but they're in no way an actual theatrical experience. No, it's it's still in your home, and it's still not the equivalent of what a theater experience is. Um, this right. deal, all they did was that they announced that they're doing this, and they're going to be offering it to many theater chains. Um, they haven't given like specifics to like what what is pricing going to be. How is? Uh, oh yeah, no, you got to call and yeah, exactly. Go through the quote process with them on that. Um, I just again, it's, it goes to more pressure on the theatrical window i think we're we're gonna see not a death of the theatrical window but definitely a shortening of it and this real huge push for premium video on demand they want that 20 to 30 or 40 dollar per per um you know per purchase for a digital download on the th movies instead of theatrical tickets and where they only get where they're already getting over half. Mm -hmm. So you know that they want over half of your of your digital download amount as well. Yeah. And theaters already have to deal with that when they're putting movies into their own yeah, then, theaters. So why would they want to so add on to split, that Well, you even split more? that digital download and then you get none of the benefit of them coming and buying concessions yeah. from you. Plus it only encourages, I think you mentioned this already, but it already encourages people to stay at home yeah. for quote unquote theater experience when really... 
it's just the same as Netflix. Right. And what's going to happen when they allow movie theaters to do VOD, but they're not going to allow um, Netflix or Prime or Hulu or Disney Plus to mm-hmm. do VOD? No way. I mean, all the studios have their own, will have their own streaming services. So yeah. they're going to do VOD. So why would I go to your, you know, roxytheater.com for a VOD download when I could just get it off my Disney Plus? Yeah. For an extra purchase. Or even if you don't want to do that anyway, you can still wait however many months it takes so that way you can find it on streaming service. Cause right, for like, free. Yeah, like like we've seen is that people still want to see these movies from the theaters, but they just don't have the money to. And if they're paying that money for streaming already, they'll just wait there. Yeah, my phone literally woke me up this morning with the alarm clock at 6 a.m. And by the time I got to it, I already had a trolls world tour add up this morning <laughs> at six it's i mean the apps are that good yeah versus trying to visit your local theater's website or facebook page and then trying to get from there to the product right versus not even you don't have to click i mean it's it's mm-hmm. an ad it's a it's a notification it's mm-hmm. it's there in your face ready to go to two swipes and you're you're yeah. watching the movie versus trying to figure out how to help somebody I'm not trying to discourage anybody from maybe pursuing the opportunity to increase branding. This what the Screen Plus does say that they try to be as part of a loyalty program get more people back to the theater, but I just don't see if you're training somebody behaviorally to go digitally and have that instant gratification of the in-home experience how they're going to want to go to the theater after that. I think you're doing yourself a disservice by encouraging that behavior. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could think of is that people will think, oh, it's cool. This theater is now streaming. That's pretty neat. But I don't think it's going to like encourage them to be like, maybe I should check them out in town or what. I don't think that yeah. that's going to help them. Yeah, I don't know. So it'll be we'll have to definitely watch this. Yeah. Um, this, I think that, you know, for the last year or two, We've fielded a lot of phone calls about this online theatrical experience. A lot of people have been trying to figure out how to do it, and they've just not been able to get the product. Well, now, there's a, because the theaters are closed, now the, the studios and stuff, even smaller distributors are exploring how to get their product to people and create that online theatrical experience with premium video on demand, and that's just going to that's just going to eat away into the theatrical window moving forward. Yeah. Speaking of eating away, uh, AMC is <laughs> planning on eating away uh, a few of their locations, possibly looking Maybe. at filing bankruptcy this week, <laughs> this next week. Wow. Yeah, I guess StubHub's didn't help enough. Did they have a partnership with StubHub? Wasn't it AMC Stubbs? something wasn't that oh, their loyalty program i think so yeah i forgot yeah. about that St- StubHub's ticketing website oh but they have su- stuff i thought they had some stubs thing that I was think there something like that i don't know we don't have an amc here so i don't know what their loyalty program yeah. is called <laughs> amc wtf yeah c-o-d-i <laughs> i wouldn't go to you anyways no i'm just kidding <laughs> um if you no. had the nice seat she would always go i would i love i love the big recliner i've heard stories They're i went really nice. i went to an amc that had the big recliners heated 
<laughs> oh, it was crazy. You would never get me out of that chair. No, no. No matter the movie you're in. There's a guy next to you that's like laying down in his heated seat just sweating, but he's like, oh, it's so nice. <laughs> well, you know, even the big the big guys, AMC is the number one theater chain in North America, and it's struggling right now. And there has been some Wall Street analysts that have come out and said that if this closure of these theaters nationwide continues till august which i'm not sure why the analysts think it'll go till august but we'll see um following the release schedules maybe they see a lot of movies being scheduled for august i don't know they just think yeah till august um that amc will have to probably go into bankruptcy um, protection if not full bankruptcy because they're just do not have enough cash on hand to cover their expenses each month. Yeah, no, they were on this path before the pandemic. Right. There was a lot of speculation. Like their credit got downgraded before they actually closed before the pandemic. Yeah. So this was the way they were heading. And this is something that we're going to see. But when you're forced to close all of your locations, it's like, oh, yeah, you know that thing <laughs> we were going to do in a year and a half? We're right. doing it in uh, 18 days instead of 18 months. Looks like we're going to restructure. Yeah. So this might be, we the only reason we bring it up is because it might be a great opportunity if for an independent circuit to pick up a few locations if they can get through this um, pandemic themselves. If Big they can if, get through yeah. this closure themselves and are not too burdened by the debt it took to get through this, there might be some opportunity to pick up a competitive theater here or there. Because I can't imagine that AMC is going to be able to retain the same number of locations it currently has now. I think it's going to have to shed some low-performing locations for sure. Maybe whatever locations they leave behind, they'll keep those nice seats and those theater other theaters yeah. that pick those I, mean, I don't up. know what else they would do with them. <laughs> yeah. Rip them all out. Yeah. <laughs> Just depends yeah. on the lease. I mean, they yeah. could be leasing purely operations. They could be leasing the whole building. Mm-hmm. They could own the equipment. They could not own the equipment. There's a lot of variations on those leases. And so, you know, it. I would keep watch on some of those. If, um, yeah, if you're in an area where there's a average to underperforming AMC, there right. is a chance that it may be a lease that's not going to get paid, not going to get renewed mm-hmm. by them and move away. And there's a real opportunity because... A theater can't be turned into anything else without major, major reconstruction. Right. It has to remain a theater unless you're planning on scorching the earth. <laughs> there's no <laughs> yeah. if there's stadium if there's stadium Especially seating, stadium. Old, seats, really the, old stadium. The way they're seating. designed with projectors and mm-hmm. all the utilities and everything, it's it's not feasible to turn it into shopping or anything else without a lot of gutting. A, a huge amount of you know, uh, actual like and, deep construction. And to be fair, a lot of the times the theater is the anchor business within the mall community or, you know, area it's in. And so the malls really need theaters to keep that foot traffic coming there as more and more shopping goes online. So just as we're going through this, I keep an eye out. It sounds kind of vulturistic, though. Like, <laughs> no. I'm going to pick the carcass. No. Theater, independent theaters get a prey on AMC for yeah. once. For once. Caca! <laughs> it's vulture time, baby. Time to strike. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'd definitely be like crossing my fingers if I was in a competitive zone with an AMC. Yeah. I'd be like, please go down, please go down. <laughs> if I was independent. Cody for the third time with the flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's kind of some sad news, good news situation. Well, sad news for AMC, good news for everyone else. Could be, yeah. And I guess the last thing we have to talk about is there's some talks that Scorsese is shopping his next film around to some, again, digital platforms. I, I was very surprised. I did not hear about this story, but right. once you guys explained to me how much money he is asking for for this movie, then I was like, right. oh, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. He, <laughs> I think, wants another $200 million film, uh, this time with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Just wants to make another one of his films, but... It's going to be a father-son comedy. He's going to age DiCaprio to make him uh, De Niro's father. Right. And he's going <laughs> yeah. to take a few years off of De Niro to have it all make sense. And travel through the years like a buddy cop mm-hmm. comedy, I think. Makes perfect sense. No. <laughs> no, that's not correct. That's not what it is. What? It's a it's a heavy drama of some kind, but I don't know the drama. details of this movie. I don't even remember what it's called. Kill the Flower Moon, Moon of Flower Killings. Something like that. Something yeah. deep. Thank you, Ken. Something deep. <laughs> Can we deep. just pick the and another word, Martin Scorsese? We've done really good with that the last few times. The Departed, The Irishman. Yeah. I... <laughs> just, Did he just do Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like three. Yeah. There was, there was... The Wolf of Wall Street. That's a little long. Could have been short to The Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Or The Wall Street. Wait, No. <laughs> Well, I guess it yeah, could. It yeah, Wolf, Wolf Street something. Wolf Street. Let's take Wolf it down Street to one. You get good. the as a starter, and you get one other word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're asking a studio for two hundred million dollars for something that's not Avengers, then you're probably going to be asking streaming services, right? <laughs> and even they're probably going to be like, uh, so, so. I know you're Martin Scorsese, but did we? Mm. Did he do well enough on The Irishman? Did that did, was he? He must have been satisfied with that approach on that film. I think he wished it could have been in theaters still. But if he's going to keep asking for two hundred million for budgets, it's going to be a streaming service he, is going to probably right. take it. He's you know not winning awards, but he's getting all the same acclaim, and he's already won the awards. Yeah. He's still so, considered one of the greats too. I mean, like, he, that hasn't changed. But. He got a ton of nominations for Irishman, but no wins. Correct. No yeah. major wins. Yep. I don't do do the awards matter? Does I, I feel like now I can't imagine they do now. It's just being able to make the movie you want to make without oh, yeah. any restrictions. Right. It's I mean, like, oh, I want to hire a uh, gold plated alpaca today. If you if you have the name of Martin Scorsese and you have and you're just at the point where you can make any movie you want with any sort of technology you want, then you're going to be asking for that kind of money, of course. But again, I think. Unless if it's an Avengers movie, like you're just not going to get that no matter who you are. No. And maybe a streaming service will do it. Do I mean, you think Netflix it's did worth it, it but... for the streaming service. Well, think... to be to be fair, Netflix has given Adam Sandler six hundred million dollars to date. Yeah, yeah, and with his six it, plus it, movie, and deal. he made uncut gems with a twenty four. Like he's he's made nothing noteworthy that anybody's like, uh, yeah, was it? No, nobody remembers the titles of those other movies. Yeah. I can't think of. I the cobbler was that one? I think it was the shoe cobbler guy. You're not even a hundred percent sure on the title, no. and they paid him six hundred million dollars. I don't. That's more than LeBron has made playing <laughs> basketball. Oh, please don't say that. <laughs> I I don't watch movies on streaming sites, so 
I don't. I watch TV shows because that's what they're used for. <laughs> and kids programming. <laughs> I mean, I think I think streaming services right now will still think like big names are important, so let's throw them all together and show it right. off for a service. But and they're gonna hope for like awards contention, but. I don't know. I think at some point, like even streaming services have to like take a step back and be like, uh, we can't afford this. I mean, Netflix is the exception. Like they throw money at anything, obviously like Adam Sandler (laughs) comedies and whatnot. But I think eventually even Netflix will kind of take a step back and rethink that strategy. I wonder if, I wonder if they would do it if they had gotten more awards for, if they had actually won the awards for Irish. Oh, probably if it won. yeah. Yeah. It would have been a better investment. Probably. I don't think it even would have been a thought for them yeah. to spend another 200 or $250 million if they won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. let's let's make The Irishman too. Did, they, <laughs> did the article say at all um, what streaming services have talked to him yet? He's talked to Netflix and Apple. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they're thinking it may be Apple that will do it because Apple could that makes benefit more, sense. more from it. Yeah, because they're just starting out, and I don't think they're being that successful, I don't believe. No. They're they floating, have, but not... They've got a couple of series that have gotten some acclaim, but... They just don't have enough content. Yeah, so they're probably going to be able to get that deal. So, like, if you're a startup streaming service, then you'll probably be the ones giving them that money, but... Yeah. I don't know. I think at some point that name recognition will not work out even for 200... Even for Scorsese, like, asking yeah. for 200 million. Or maybe not. I don't know. It just sounded like a movie that I was so not interested in. (laughs) I mean, I'm still, I mean, right. It's just based on taste. I mean, I'm looking forward to whatever Scorsese makes, but 200 million. It's just, what are you going to do in that movie for 200 million? It's probably going to be like four hours long too. Thank God. (laughs) I will will watch it. (laughs) I'll sit and I'll watch it. I don't care. Four hours, five hours. I don't care. Maybe four hours with an hour and a half just blank in the middle building tension. <laughs> I will watch it. I won't even fast forward. <laughs> I think Paramount, as weird as it, as it is to say, I think it makes sense for Paramount to bow out. Oh, yeah. Well, because they, they just haven't got the theatrical return on those types of movies. No. So you can't, there's just no way to justify that budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a long time since an R-rated movie has done really, really, really well. Right. right. I mean, Bad Boys did two hundred million, but it was a hundred million dollar movie, and it had mm-hmm. it was a you know a third installment, and it had all these things going for it. And it was still impressive that it made excuse me that it made two hundred million. Yeah. No, they were. <clears throat> Sony was nervous walking into it that first yeah. week. They were like, "Oh, maybe we made a mistake here." <laughs> yeah, as wide with it as I thought they were no. going to because I thought it looked great. I mean, the last really successful R Ray movie I can think of is the Deadpool movies that were super successful, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. yeah, that did, but even the Scorsese movies to open don't. to 100 million or something crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. anyway, it makes sense for Paramount to kind of back out of that, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. Mm-mm. Oh, we Kyle, we almost <laughs> missed it. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, let's wrap this up. Sounds good. Goodbye, everybody. You know what's not an R-rated movie? <laughs> Sing in the Rain, oh, which Cody t- has seen. I just told you I don't watch movies on streaming services. <laughs> I don't know how I could possibly. And I can't go to the store because 
movie rental places are non-essential businesses. I right was now. so looking forward to you watching some classics, and then this dumb pandemic came out of no. Well, yeah. not came out of nowhere, but the pandemic didn't start until like two weeks after we assigned her this homework. No, no. <laughs> she had it started right remember away. Remember how confident she was that I first was week like, when she didn't two. see it? She was like, I'll watch two, three, <laughs> yeah. ten. I'm not scared. <laughs> hey, Kyle, look at me. I'm Cody. Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> right? how confident you were. Rosebud, yeah. right? Correct. Right? right? <laughs> Citizen Kane. <laughs> yes, that's the only thing anybody knows about that movie. <laughs> Well, Cody almost made it out of that one. I almost did. I was like, oh, oh, I made that comment about the streaming, not watching the movies. And I'm like, and I thought I saw Ken's eyes gleam. I'm like, <laughs> no, get through this. He will not remember. Good thing Ken was thinking about because I was just in my own world Man. as usual. Okay. Why did I bring you So again? we're going to start assigning punishments now. No. Yep. <laughs> it's been over a month. No. You have not taken time out of your day to watch it. So... To start next week's podcast, we're going to watch the first three minutes of Goodfellas before the credits roll, and Cody's going to have be forced to watch that. That is the infamous uh, Honest, yeah. trunk scene. Yeah. So we I was thinking, gonna, I was like, that has to be We're going to watch scene, that so. when we come in next week. So you won't be able to see it, but you'll be able to hear uh, Cody's very direct reaction to AFI's number five movie of the last 100 years. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. I, even just three minutes of that. I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> so we better get okay. uh, singing in the rain out of the way. Otherwise, um, <laughs> maybe watch the last five minutes of Raging Bull. <laughs> really ruin your day. Okay. 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 I don't know what to say. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Cody rain. out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch any of that. <laughs> I should have a bucket of death. If you have any other, from. yeah. If you have any other uh, film-based punishments you'd like, please uh, <laughs> comment on the Facebook post that we'll have for this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> watch one of those Adam Sandler movies you don't remember the title of. <laughs> like maybe The Cobbler. <laughs> the Shoe Cobbler? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was The Cobbler, but... Again, I don't know. <laughs> So, Cody, does that wrap things up for us then? <laughs> the punishment gone on long enough? Almost. <laughs> yes. I, are we done now? Yes, I think so. I that was so. all of our topics, I believe. Got through it all. <laughs> all right. Be wary of virtual cinema, everyone. And be safe with this pandemic as well. Yep. And yeah. check out Service Screen Insider. If you're a theater owner or manager, uh, even though things are closed down right now, um, there, we still got lots of content on there. We do. We're really keeping track of that release schedule. And there's been so many changes. And it can be so confusing because as a theater owner, you're sitting there closed being like, what am I going to play next? When should I open? Yeah. Just check out our scoreboard. We'll let you know. And are those coloring pages able to be shared? Oh, yeah. So you should. We have several films with um, coloring pages for mm -hmm. kid activities. I think Ghostbusters had some. SpongeBob has some. Peter what? Rabbit, Trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we speak of not of trolls. But if that you was, did want trolls, it's there. That was a that was a yucky thing. I don't know, even know what to say. <laughs> not a real movie. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we 
We do not speak of trolls. Okay, so the other ones all have these coloring pages. They're all PDFs. You can go to Silver Screen Insider, find the film in our movie database, and you can download these PDFs and print them and have them sent out. You share can them on share your them, social media. Share them on your social media. Share them on your email lists. Just, you know, connect with your customers and, and um, do the fun activities. I printed the SpongeBob ones for my kids today. In fact, <laughs> I have written on my hand right now SpongeBob because my son keeps asking me about the <laughs> coloring page. And I was like, I'm not going to forget that this time. Well, he's going to have a ball with it. Yeah. And uh, have a few cocktails, a couple glasses of wine, and start coming up with uh, fun scheduling ideas. Because if something happens and you're able to open May 1st, Mm -hmm. there's no new movies to book. There's no contemporary titles that's going to be of interest. So we're talking to people about art series, classic film series, Christmas in June. Kids movies. (laughs) Christmas in June. (laughs) Anything anything that works is going to be what gets you through until we get to the the ma- yeah. major releases. Yeah. And even when we get to the major releases, if you run a multiplex, you have 10 screens, but you will not have 10 movies. No. <laughs> Just be prepared for that. Enjoy 10 and all 10 screens possibly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you can add social distancing via having your own auditorium yeah. to watch yeah. <laughs> the film. In. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Sounds good. Have a good, good. weekend.